Hey, this is Eric Olivares, pastor at Axios Church in Lakeland, Florida, and this is our podcast. Axios' mission is to point people to Jesus so they can find worth and purpose in God. We hope this message encouraged you and uplifted you throughout your week. Enjoy the message. I don't know if you know this, but you are sitting literally in a miracle. You, you are sitting in a miracle. A couple months ago, the enemy thought he had us. Actually, in March, he thought he had us. Let me just give you a quick little lesson or history lesson about Axios Church. In March, we put a, a video out saying, hey, we're going to start a church. A week later, coronavirus hits. And we had to adjust. And we believe that God said in that moment, if you do what you can, I will bless the rest. And we just did what we can. And after obstacle, after obstacle, after issue, after issue, after problem, after problem, we're here. Come on, look around. Look around. Come on, let's give it up for Jesus. It's not about us. It's all about him. Man. So here at Axios, we want you to know that you're family before you're even family. We want you to know that there's a community of people that are passionate about God and also passionate about people, that your story matters to my story and my story matters to your story. And we're all in this together. So I want to be the first or the third or whatever to say, welcome home, welcome home. And then as I was going into this message today, I had something brewing in my spirit and I told, I asked God, I said, God, Man, this is the first. This is never going to happen again. This is our only launch that we're going to have. God, I need a word. I need you to pour some things in me so I can deliver your message. And um, I, I said, God, what, what, do you want, um, what do you want us to hear today? What do you want us to, to change in our lives? And he said the word, if. And I was like, all right. <laughs> Out of all the things, God, we could talk about breakthrough. <laughs> We can talk about if we're moving forward. <laughs> we can talk about get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. T.D. Jakes, baby. But what I'm here to tell you today, that God is telling us about this word called if. If is possibly the most important statement that you can make in your life. See, your if determines where you're going in your life. Your if can determine if you're moving forward in your life. Your if can determine if you're moving backwards in your life. Matter of fact, the if is a crossroads between what, what, what's happening right in your life or what's happening wrong in your life. If You can say this, if I go this way in my life, there's an outcome. But if I make another decision and go this way in my life, there's a different outcome. We have this concept, we battle this if, and if brings anxiety, if brings stress, if brings depression at times, if we don't know how to control and maneuver the ifs in our life. See, in the world, where in the past couple months, they told us, if you do this, then you might get sick. 
If you do this, you might lose your job. If you, if you don't stay in your house, it's a bunch of ifs. And we live in this reality of anxiety and depression and hurts. And 2020 has been so crazy because we're there, it's everybody's telling if you, if you do this, if you do this. And we're in this, bo- this bubble of anxiety and hurts because we don't know what the next step is in our life. Has anybody been there today? The ifs in our life. See, that's why in our world now, depression rates are up. Suicide rates are up. Conflict within marriages. Conflict, the divorce rates has, been, has gone up. Because we are stuck in the midst of our if. The if is the connection point to the next step in our life. The if. God, I pray tonight or today that you have your way in this message, God. That you show your face. That it not be my words, to be your words. In your name we pray. Amen. Let me ask you this question this morning. What happens? What happens when unexpected things happen in your life? What happens when unexpected situations, unexpected um, scenarios happen in your life? What do you turn to? If we're completely honest with ourselves and we're completely honest because we can live this this false life and and try to make these false realities of our life. And matter of fact, we make these false realities and when they become our reality and we wonder where am I? How did I get here? Is because you're living something you never were intended to live. And then we come and ask the question, what am I leaning on? What, what direction? What, what, what battle am I leaning on? See, uh, we, we all battle this if mentality, this concept on a daily basis. How many people have said that 2020 has been a horrible year? Nobody woke up this morning and said, hey, 2020 was my best year. Yay. 2020, new year, new me. 2020 has been a, a, a very horrible year. And some will say, if only this pandemic didn't happen, if only I didn't get sick, if only I didn't lose my job, if only I could have finished college, if only I could have done, if, 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 if only, and if becomes our mentality, and it really just messes with us on a daily basis. Sometimes the if can be a false reality that we live on on a daily basis. I don't know about you, but everywhere I went, I was scared that I was going to get sick. Let's be honest. If we're truly, especially in the beginning of this, if I went here, if I did this, if I was in this position, if I was there, then, then an outcome would happen in my life. And you know what happened when, when, when that become, see, it was a reality, but in reality, it was a false reality because it wasn't happening to me at that moment, but it could. You see that? It could happen. So what happens is we, we live in this if it could mentality and becomes our now, and then we live with anxiety and depression, and we're living in a place and a time where it doesn't even, it didn't even happen. But then 
when, when we, we, it comes in our mind, it comes in our soul, and it just messes up our day on a daily basis, and we live life on edge, and we live life just in, in, in these moments, in these times of trying to figure out. You know, you know who the, the biggest heroes are right now? The moms and dads that had to be with their parents, uh, with their kids in quarantine. Give it up for the mamas and daddies. I don't know if they're going to school. I don't know if I'm the teacher now. I don't know if I'm the principal now. I'm the janitor. I'm the, the, the custodian. I'm, I'm the lunchroom teacher. I'm a, I, have a, I have a little hat on, and then I put my tie on to be the principal. If, if, if. And we're wondering what's our next step. See, it messes with our mind. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 2, it says this, set your minds on things above, not on things that are on this, on this earth. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse, uh, 10, verse 5 says, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinions against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Have you ever thought about taking your thoughts captive? Like, it's coming out, and you're like, whoa, get over here. Like, you think about it, like, whoa, let me reel you in. No, but what we do is we let a thought become our reality, and a reality is really just a thought. We have to take those things captive and live in what God has called us to do and call us to be. We live in a constant base of if, and if we try to, and it tries to bog our minds in possibilities and scenarios that are not true, what if we can just live in the now and be who God called us to be now? Yeah, there's scenarios. Yes, there's so many things. But what about now? We have a generation. We have a society. We have a culture that we live so much in the future that we're missing the blessings of now. And if we can just stay still for just a second and see what God is doing in our life now, maybe we can have a different perspective of the future. If, the ifs in our life, I have one point and one point only today, and it is this, flip your if. Not flip the bird, flip <laughs> your if. Because the if can become, a, most of the time it becomes a negative notion, a negative thing. You know, if I do this, I'm going to get hurt. If I, it becomes negative. But in reality, the if, the transition of if can also become a positive thing. Matter of fact, it can be the beginning of something great in your life. The if. See, let's turn to Daniel chapter 3. Some of you are like, this man's not even going to read the Bible. Oh, yeah, I'm going right there. <laughs> Some of you are like, good TED Talk. Um, in the book of Daniel, chapter 3, one of my favorite verse, uh, favorite, favorite chapters and favorite characters in, in the Bible, um, there's the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Matter of fact, that wasn't even their names, all right? Um, their names were actually changed. They were, they, they, they were Hebrew, and they were living in a, a land of the Babylonians, and they, it, we, it's a scenario that is an unforeseen scenario. Their names were stripped from them, and they were called Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, but that wasn't their true identity, Imagine this. Let me set the scene for you. This is an unforeseen, a, a horrible time, a time where, where anxiety and everything. Imagine this. You're waking up today. You have your day planned out. 
You know what you're going to do. You're going to Chili's after, you know, whatever. Or you're going to go to Wendy's four for four. I'm not judging. All right. (laughs) You're waking up to your normal day. You have your plans. You know what you're going to do. And then one day, another kingdom, another, uh, let's say Canada. Canada comes and say, hey, we want to take over America. And they come and invade your town. And what was so normal, I had it all planned out. I knew what I was going to do. I knew, I knew what I was going to do when I wake up at night. Anybody been to plan? Who, who has a, like an actual plan, a plan to everything? Guess what? That doesn't happen sometimes. Because these three Hebrew boys, they woke up in a normal day, but then they ended up in an unforeseen scenario. They wake up in a Hebrew town and they, and, and they go to sleep in a Babylonian captive. Because the Babylonians took them away from their their town, away from their friends, away from their families, away from their schools, their relationships, their favorite coffee spot. If somebody left, didn't take you to your coffee spot in the morning, some of you'd be going crazy. I need my Starbucks and I need it now. See, it was a place of the unknown. Now they're told to serve these people that they don't know. A culture that they do not know. And top it all, they were so hated for their own culture, their own nationality, that they were stripped of their own identity. They were stripped of their own name, their own DNA, their own uniqueness. Because back in those days, your name meant everything. So now think of this. You're waking up, you're, you think you have a, you're, you're going great, and now you're stripped of everything you even know. An unforeseen scenario. And they're given a false life to live out. Talk about hard times. Talk about hard times. And through it all, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego found favor in the eyes of King Nebuchadnezzar. And at that time, it's a time where we're going to be reading here, they are over the affairs of the providence of Babylon. Babylon. So these Hebrew boys that were at first kept slaves, they found favor in the king's eyes. And so what is that telling me now? That's telling me now, in unforeseen scenarios, you can still grow. In unforeseen areas in your life, in in the depression, in the anxiety, you can still grow in God. See, what the enemy wants you to do is, oh, he wants you to look at your scenario and make it your reality. But what we need to do is flip it on him and say, I see my scenario, but it's not going to be my reality. I am overcomer. I am not the, I am not the tail. I am the head. I knew God's called me to be. We have to flip it. We have to flip it. Man, these boys were there. And then one day this king had a crazy idea. He said, let me build this idol, this statue. So everybody can see it. When you hear the music and when you hear the trumpets, you hear everything, everybody needs to bow down. And when the the music started, bow. Here's a side note. When unforeseen scenarios come in your life or or bad times comes in your life, you know what the enemy is going to really attack you first is your worship. I need an organ because I'm about to... He's going to attack your worship because you know what? If he attacks your worship, he attacks your, he attacks your weapon. Because the, the devil, Lucifer himself, at one time, he was the worship leader of heaven. 
and he wasn't good enough. Because he tried to, he tried to be powerful, he tried to be better than God, and God, and God took him and, and, and you know, he, he like, boop. So in reality, he's mad at you because you do his job better than him. Because the word of God says he's looking for people that worship him in spirit and in truth. So every time you lift up your voice in worship, the enemy trembles. Matter of fact, he gets mad. He gets mad because you're doing his job, but not only doing his job, you're doing it way better than he ever would. So here... These three Hebrew boys were trying, they, they said, hey, we need you to worship this idol. They tried to strip their worship away, not only their identity, not only their friends, but when you strip somebody's worship away, you're, you're stripping their power. You're stripping what God has called, God, what we're, we're called to do, what we are created to do was to worship God. And we understand here that, um, that, they, that these three Hebrew boys were good worshipers and prayer warriors as well because uh, chapters before, we see them going through this fast with this man called Daniel. It's called the Daniel's fast. And all these, they, they said, challenge us. Challenge us. Everybody was eating meat. Everybody's eating, you know, five guys, and everybody was eating, you know, McDonald's, and everybody's eating there. And then, um, and the the boys said, you know what? We can do it, but we can do a little better. Why don't you take us to sweet um, tomatoes, all right? And we're, we're we're give us all vegetables and give us anything. You know what happened? They prayed and worshiped God in the in a time of 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 stripping all the nutritions away from them. They were stronger and better than every other everybody else. You know why? Because it wasn't about what they were eating, it was what they were eating in the spirit. So now we have these boys trying to get their worship stripped out of them to worship something else that was fake. And what did these boys say? They said, no. Let me tell you this. I'm here to tell you this morning that your no is just as important as your yes. Hello. (laughs) Your no is just as important as your yes. We can say yes to everything, but your no holds weight to it. Because when you say no, you're like, nah. You know? I'm trying to say no to a lot of food, but it ain't happening, all right? Working on me, all right? But when these boys said no, these boys said no, knowing the outcome that was going to happen to them. Because the king said, hey, if nobody bows down, we're going to throw them in a furnace. These boys knew that death was attached to their no. Have you ever been there before where you, I don't know if I have, where it's like, you, you, you have this scenario and you don't know the outcome and you're just scared and you just have to take that step. It's called Axios Church. Amen. <laughs> Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego said no when others said yes. These boys were stripped of everything. They said, I'd rather, I'd rather be stripped of, I'd rather be stripped of my comfort and convenience just to know that I'm worshiping God. I'm going to strip out of my comfort of knowing, even even in my death, I'm knowing because I know the outcome, but I will not bow down is the if in your life. Their if was more important than their comfort and safety. 
See, if you go here to Daniel chapter 3, verse 19, it says here, it says, Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and his attitude towards them changed. He ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter as usual and commanded some of the strongest soldiers in the, in the armies to tie Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them in the blazing furnace. So these men, wearing their robes, wearing their trousers, their turbans, their clothes, were bound up and thrown in the blazing furnace. I was, I stopped right there. I was, I was, I was reading that the other day and I was like, God, why, why, why do we know, need to know what they're wearing? We, they're going to be burned. <laughs> you know, like, you know, they, we don't need to know what their fashion is right now. But then God spoke to me and said, I want you to know the details for the miracle to come. I, I, I want you to know truly what I'm going to do. I want you to know what they were wearing because I know the outcome that was going to happen. You know, see, even in the details, God, his, his glory shines. And if you go to verse 22, it says, the king commanded, um, uh, was so urgent that the, that the furnace was hot, that the flames killed the soldiers who, who was up, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace. So let me set the scene here. The king told them to bow down. They said no. They were thrown in the, in the fire bound up, flames all around, hell all around. Have you been there before? Where you, feel, where you feel bound up from your sin, where you feel bound up from your anxiety, where you feel bound up from your depression, you feel bound up by, by, by your past, and you feel like hell is all around. You look to the left, flames. You look to the right, flames. Up, down, all around. These boys are thrown in the middle of their death, the middle of their circumstance, and said, hey, figure it out. <laughs> Have you ever felt that before? Where you just like in the middle of it, and you're like, God, if I go left, I'm burned. If I go right, I'm burned. If I turn around, if I do the hokey pokey, I'm burned. But look what God does for us. In the midst of it all, he transforms a circumstance with an if. Because there's verse before that one that we need to really let it sit in our spirit and live out in a daily basis. Before they were thrown in the fire, these boys had a convo with the king. And in verse 14, it says, And then Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my God or worship the image of, the, of gold I have set on you? Now, when you hear the sound of the horns, the flute, the, the I don't know what that is, the lyre, the harp, the pipe, and the sounds, we don't even know all the instruments. If you are ready, listen to this, he says, If you are ready to fall down and worship the image I've made, It'll be very good. But if you do not worship it, I will throw you immediately in the, blazing, in the blazing furnace. Then what God will be able to rescue you from my hands? What, what God? See, what happens when people think they have control over your destiny? You know what? Go do it. Sometimes what that happens is, is we fall in we fall back instead of going towards the fire. See what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did? They saw the fire. They saw it, and they stepped in it. 
What happens when circumstance comes to us? Oh, man. <laughs> you ever been there before? Oh, I'm out. But they stepped in. Verse 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, do you not defend ourselves before you in this matter? If you, Listen to this. If we are thrown in the blazing fire, that our God will, that we serve will deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. Verse 18, but, but even if he doesn't, we want you to know. We, you, you told us that what God is going to is going to deliver you, but I, I'm going to tell you a little news flash, Mr. Nebuchadnezzar, that we know our God is going to deliver us. We have faith to move forward, but if He doesn't, but if He doesn't. We will still not bow down to the things of the culture is telling us. If he doesn't, we will not bow down to what our past is telling us. If he doesn't, we're not going to move. We're going to move forward in our life. See what they did right there? Do you see it? How can you how can you go on with your day when you feel depressed? How can you walk your, uh, this Christian walk in the midst of uncertain times? How can you make decision as a mother, as a father, in a, in a society that is crazy and chaotic and is getting worse each and every day? How do you do it? They said, I have faith to move forward. But if he doesn't, I still praise his name. I still praise his name. We have to have a resolve in our soul, in our spirit, that says, through the fire, I will still praise. Through the fire, I will still serve. Through the fire, I will still join that small group. Through the fire, I will still come to church. Through the fire, I will still forgive. Through the fire, I will still love. Through the fire, through it all, I'm going to stand strong. I want the word of God says about me. I'm not going to retreat. I'm going to move forward in what God's called me to be and do. Is the if. See how they flipped it right there? We see the flames and they're very hot. Matter of fact, the flames were so hot that the people that were throwing them in died instantly because it was so, it was so much. But if you don't, we need to have the resolve in our, in, our, in our soul, in our mind that if he does, it's good. But if he doesn't, it is well with my soul. And if he doesn't, I have a reassurance in knowing what Isaiah chapter 43, verse 2 says. When I pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, I will not let them sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. And the flames will not set you ablaze. Right in this moment, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was probably thinking of Isaiah chapter 43, verse 2. And they said, God, I know what I see. I know what I feel. I know my circumstances. I know it's right in front of me. But if I walk through the fire, I will not be burned. We have to throw some truth in our hearts in the midst of the negative times in our life. We got to speak God's word over our lives because it's the only thing that's going to come against the negativity in our life. You can try all you can. You can try all you want. But when it comes to your soul, you need his word. You need his word. And he says this promise to you today as I close. 
that he would never leave you, nor he would forsake you. He didn't say that the fire wasn't going to come. But the promise is, he would never leave you, nor would he forsake you. He didn't say his issues were to come. He didn't say that this Christian walk was going to be roses and butterflies and you're walking through the meadows. No, he said, circumstances will come, but take heart. I have overcome the world. And that I will be with you, and I will never leave you nor forsake you. It's flipping our if. It's saying, God, if you do it, I will worship. If you don't, I will still worship. What our culture and our society tells us is when it doesn't happen, figure something else out. But what I'm telling you today is if it doesn't happen, stand strong. If it doesn't happen, stand firm. Because just doesn't, it doesn't matter if you don't see it now, doesn't mean that God's not working on your other end and knowing that he, had, he would never leave you nor forsake you. And he said, he's working all things for your good, for those who fear him and are called. But then what happens in this story? We all know it. But in Daniel chapter three, verse 24 says, then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, were there three men that were tied up and threw in the fire? And they replied, certainly, your majesty, certainly. Verse 25, and he said, look, I see four men walking in the fire, unbound, unharmed, and the fourth looks like the son of God. God is always there. He always shows up at the right time. When your faith is activated, he's going to be there. You move into that flame. You move into that fire. And knowing that God is going to be there no matter what. I don't see the outcome. I don't see the, I don't see what my future holds, but I'm going to step in it. Because I know he is there. I know he is there. Yeah, you don't have the answers. Yeah, you're never going to feel equipped. Yes, God could use somebody else, but guess what? He chose you. He chose you. If he blesses me, that's great. But if he doesn't, because I know that he's going to be with me, I'm going to stay faithful to his will. It's time to flip the if in our life. So now what? What are the ifs in your life? And when are we going to understand that we have to resolve that if it's good or bad, I still am standing firm. Still standing firm in our life. Here in Axios, we had a plan in March. We're going to have these great, and matter of fact, this plan was church plants all around the world use this exact same plan to to do build churches all around the world so we're like hey that's a great plan let's use it but an unforeseen circumstance came in to all of our lives but for our church we had a pivot in two weeks from our plan to a to we don't know what it was but God said he would still be there. He still will be there. 
And we saw time and time again until a month and a half ago where we were told that the venue that we were going to be um, in, which we had an agreement almost a year in advance, was stripped underneath us. A month and a half ago, we weren't supposed to be at the RP Funding Center. A month and a half ago, we didn't have to buy sound, lighting, everything. Because the venue we had was provided for us. But what happens when the rug of life is stripped underneath you? That's when you truly know what you lean on. Because we got together and said, God, you said if we do our best, you will control the rest. And thinking about it, we should not be where we're at right now. We had a church in Georgia, in Georgia, not even in Florida, said, hey, we closed our campus because of COVID. We bought thousands of dollars worth of stuff. Get a U-Haul, we're giving it all to you. Donation here, little thing here, you're sitting in a miracle. You're sitting in a time where somebody stepped out and said, God, I'm gonna jump into the fire because I know you're gonna be there. I know I don't see what's happening in the front or the side, but I'm gonna step in. Some of us need to step in to what God's called us to be. Stop retreating. Flip the if, it doesn't work. Think of your life right now. Think of all you tried already. Has it worked for you? What if you flipped it and say, God, I know it's negative. I know my marriage is in the rocks right now, God. But what if I change my mindset instead of the negativity to standing on the promises that you have given me? I know my circumstances might be hot. I know that I I don't see my, my future right now. But what if I just stood on your word, which is a solid foundation? What if? See, you can look at the fire as a punishment or you can look at it as an opportunity. You can look at it as a punishment. God, why? Why me? You've been there before? Why me? I give, I serve, I do this, I do this. You give the, you give the laundry list to God. A, B, C, D. He looks at you and like, I'm still here. I, hello, never left you. What if your fire was your opportunity? What if your if was flipped? What if you looked at your circumstances? If, what if I leap, I might get hurt. You've been there before? Or let's flip it. What if I leap and I might be successful? What if I trust, I might fail. But what if you did trust, you might move forward in your life. What if I love again and I all mess it up? But what if you found love again and it was successful for you? What if I went for this job and I failed because I don't feel qualified? But what if you bust your butt and you're the boss one day? What if I give my heart to God and I will mess it up again because I know my past and I know what I'm dealing with now. But what if you did give your heart to God and he can transform your life? What if? 
flipping it. It's seeing a circumstance, but believing a different outcome, not to live in the fake, but to live on the promise that God has for us. Flipping your if. Don't let the enemy steal your weapon of praise. Don't let him steal what you're called to do. He's going to throw every arrow. Here at Axios, men, we've thrown every arrow at us. From, from different scenarios, from venue, venue changes to, to my father passing away in the midst of all this, to, to different uh, health issues out of nowhere. Like, and you sit back and look at it and say, God, this is all bad. But God is saying, no. What you, what the enemy meant for your destruction, <laughs> I'm going to turn it for my good. Thank you again for joining us here at Axios. Hey, to hear more messages just like this, go ahead and subscribe to this channel. If you want more information about Axios, go to axioschurch.com. There you can get more information, give, and connect. Remember, we love you, and we're in this together.